We had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. What we are very proud of now is that we penetrate the cabinets. Seriously, I'm, I'm making a serious point. I don't know what half of them are protesting against. We've still got Fauci walking around free. The man should be in irons in the darkest pit. As much as he touts that he cares about it, he doesn't. This is our revolution. It's not theirs. Don't let them take it from you. Don't let them convince you that it's their revolution when in fact it's not. It's ours. And we will have it. It is Tuesday, the 13th day of December, the year of our Lord, 2022. I'm Johnny Anderson alongside Bruce Adams and Pavel. Bruce, we'll start with you today. How are you? Healthy and alive. Yeah. Good to hear it. Good to hear it. How was your weekend? Uh, uneventful. Um, just did a little bit of stuff around the house. Took it easy. Slept in a bit. That's always nice. Uh, you slacker. That's what it is. It's slacking. Yeah. 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 No, it's, that's good. I'm glad you had a good weekend. Pavel, how are you this week? I am well. Thank you for asking. And I want to say Bruce is just the king of brevity. You know, he really is a renaissance man. So so too few, too few words is already too many. That That's all. That's all. You just have to, you know, um, remember that some of us were still brought up with matters. So maybe he doesn't want to brag about how awesome his life is. I know he, he, looks, he looks like he's having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> That's there, there's more truth to what you said about the brevity than you realize. Um, I'm known in the family for being a bit brash because uh, you, yeah, I, I no, yeah, no, yeah. You know, Marty's talked about it before. How you're so laid back, your hair's brushing the floor most of the time. And maybe that's because I keep quiet. <laughs> He, he's not he's until not until he gets um, triggered once you wake him up once you poke once, him with that that ideological stick enough he'll wake up yeah once you hit something that i'm passionate about you yeah it's a landmine oh and that's excellent that's that's why um you're such an interesting person and i love listening to your <laughs> points of view um but it's it's great to be here thank you for having me again Absolutely. What would you like to talk about today? We've got uh, we can talk about the uh, the Russian prisoner exchange. That's going to be a, a hot topic for uh, for a couple of days. Uh, we've got the uh, the Twitter files that we were just kind of going back and forth about in prep. Uh, we can discuss that. Uh, there's all kinds of stuff. And then, of course, anything that's on your radar, Pavel, we can uh, we can start there. So we'll, we'll just do what we normally do on Mondays. So take it away. What do you got? Where do you want to start? Um, we can hit a little bit of everything. Um you know, I'm I'm right right there with basically. I I don't want to say putting um, Fauci on a cross. You know the the way um, Musk is making fun of him or, or the things he's saying because I respect the cross too much. I just say put him on the ground um, in a in in a, in a um, abstract kind of way instead. But um, how about you know the the prison exchange? I do want to touch on that because. I think I have some things I want to I want to put out there that maybe not a lot of people say. That's that's all. How about can sure. we start with that? Yeah, we can start with that. Absolutely. Uh, so the prisoner exchange for those that are unaware, the female basketball player. Um, I, I I'm just gonna go with that. Yeah, Bruce. You yeah you got your own opinions on that, and I can I can yeah. show you some photos over the weekend that were posted that kind of lead me to believe uh, that you're not far off by any stretch of imagination if you just give me one moment this was the photo that was released this is an instagram account uh now i mean you just tell me what you think 
that's kind of what I'm thinking, too, is exactly that. But anyhow, so Brittany uh, Gr- Greener, Griner, Gr- Green, whatever. Greener. Greener is how I've heard it pronounced. Okay. Yeah. All right. So uh, here is a uh, here's a drug addict um, uh, basketball player that we have traded for uh, <laughs> basically <laughs> the real life incarnation of the Lord of War from the movie in 2005 that Nicolas Cage starred as. Uh, and it's literally that uh, th- this guy is is exactly that. He's one of the most he's one of the most, if not the world's most notorious arms dealer. Uh, and so much so, in fact, that did you know that we actually employed him up until a month before he was sentenced to prison in America? I don't know if anybody even knows that. We actually had him on the payroll. Excuse me. I shouldn't say we because we're actually Americans. The CIA, notice how I say that, the CIA had him on their payroll up until a month before he was put in prison. And he ran about $60 million worth of <clears throat> merchandise, right, or supply missions, as they called it, supply missions, during the Iraq War. Huh. Running him for the CIA. Now, that's that's interesting. Uh, and, and then we put him in jail. Huh. Now, um, who's having a little bit of a problem right now in Eastern Europe? Uh, that would be Russia. They're having just a little bit of a problem in Ukraine. I'm betting, and I'm not, you know, a fortune teller or anything like that. I'm betting that now... Russia's luck in that war is about to change. What do you think, Pavel? I think just the morale of having its citizen back will inspire Russian military production to kick, kick it up a notch. I think that might happen. It's just the the good feeling of getting the citizen back. Um, so, yeah, I think there might be spike in some sort of arm, arm deals back there. Um I don't think if, if it's like this, the guy's going to be welcomed most likely with, with, you know, open arms, but is he considered a merchant of death from, from Putin's view or no? Like is, is, is he, he no. this, this is who, who, no, who I, knows? And, and that's right. by the West standards. That's, that's not Putin's right. standards. Of course not. Right. By Putin's right. standards, so, he'll be a, he'll be a, a, an asset. Right. So th- there's that, you know, there's that big part of it and sure I'm on board with it. It's, it's, it's not fair. I'll put it that way. Um, also, you know, the basketball player person, they're, for whatever that person is, they're, they're a living soul. And I think any soul has a value. So I, 10 years, if I don't know what the condition she or he or was held in in Russia, I assume they were bad. 10 years in hell is a long time. If she was ever going to make it, it's probably going to be used for evil. It's going to be turned into a fiasco. I do feel bad. I just, I feel a little bad totally just basically saying it was a shitty deal or it shouldn't have happened. They did save a person over it. I don't really know much about her. I'd like to find out, you know, I know more about that guy. We had a better deal that could have been made. Uh, Bruce, you want to talk on that? Yeah. So I'll I'll throw in a little bit. Um, First, it's, we're giving the merchant of death a little bit of credit that's probably not deserved in that, uh... I, I imagine he's probably going to get uh, return home with a little bit of fanfare because he's at least a pawn that was uh, used to humiliate the West. So there, he'll at least get something there. But as far as a lot of his merchandise that he was selling, um, he got a lot of his merchandise from when the, the Iron Curtain fell. 
And a lot of these generals weren't being paid. So he went in and said, all right, you know, give me 30,000 uh, AKs and I'll give you X amount of money. And the generals were more than happy to do it. And he was he was selling things like 800 and some ground to air missiles. So it, it's giving him a little bit of credit because the, you know, the government did collapse at that point uh, to get his, his hardware. That said, um, the deal between uh, the U.S. and Russia with this this. Uh, for uh, uh, Brittany, uh, I'm, I'm using finger quotes because uh, what Johnny was alluding to, I don't think that's a chick. If you've seen her and you've heard her and you've seen the size of the Adam's apple that she has and the size of the uh, uh, shoulder broadness compared to the hips, I have difficulty saying that as a woman. Now, I just like to interject really caveat. I, I yeah. just like to interject really quickly. Big Mike is trending on Twitter right now. Big Mike. So just uh, there is um, exceptions to the rules. There are, you know, uh, some extremes on either side of the gender spectrum. But uh, from what I was seeing there and what I've seen, I, I in today's world, I'm not uh, not convinced. That said, Trump was given the opportunity to trade the merchant of death for uh, the Marine that's over there currently. Uh, still, and he turned it down because it was a bad trade. Because the Merchant of Death is too big a score to. I mean, he was it, the the deal that went down that got him arrested was he was selling those eight hundred uh, anti air missiles, and to the agent that he was talking to that he didn't know was an agent, he thought it was somebody who was buying the merchandise. Um, the agent said, "You know, this is probably going to be used against Americans, right?" And he said, we have a common enemy. That's what got him arrested. So not a good dude. I think he should be behind bars. Um, but now that he's out free again, um, that's not going to bode well for Americans or people of the West in general that Russia's against. And the fact that, that we did a trade with a um, lesbian black female basketball player that's on drugs, that was... Uh, no, Bruce, arrested no, 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 for no. drugs. No, 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 no. Um, See, this yeah, is a hero. No, Bruce, this is a hero. This is a hero. And that's just, go on. That's exactly why that uh, Russia pushed for that trade, and that's exactly why they did the trade. They being our administration. But yeah, Marines are tough. Made the West. Marines are tough. I, he, that person, that Marine could have probably held. I mean, I just felt bad for a, a woman, non. Uh, for a woman civilian to be in, in horrible conditions if 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 she was in i didn't even the marines um, already been there for 10 years or so i just wasn't aware of these like i said you know i wasn't aware of all, all these facts so he was so basically she was guilty of bringing some pot in russia and the other gentleman was guilty basically of providing weapons of mass murder yes to, yeah. to all That's... kinds all kinds of very very bad places that that's that's my point. That that is such a if if Trump thought that the deal with the the Marine who they accused of being a spy, which without evidence, but they accused him of being a spy. If he thought that was a bad deal for a well, Marine, would you, would you not agree that bringing back, uh, let's say, trans person or a lesbian back from Russia is a bigger boost to national United States morale? That would not no. go exactly with. No. The, the Biden's agenda, no, like it would I go mean, again. It would go such, with his agenda to make America look weak. Yes, right. That's what I'm saying. You know, it it wouldn't it go perfectly well with the the that 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 trans actor that that gay actor that was in the White House. 
not too long ago. It's just all, I mean, if it was a female basketball player, I saw, I, I felt bad, but, but if, if that person just wants to be or is used as a symbol and as a powerful symbol, United States for the, for this whole alphabet mafia stuff, then, then the deal is far worse than it even seems. Right. I mean, they're, they're giving away Merchant of Death and they're bringing up somebody who can really, really stem up the whole um, of woman, men, whoever, whatever um, situation we got going on. So it is yeah. really bad. It, it, and it gives Russia it. it this is a huge deal for Russia. Um, the, the whole reason the Biden administration went for Britney is because it's a black lesbian basketball player uh, pothead. Now, to be fair... It was like hashish oil or something like that that she had. And it was basically, it's like a hundred times worse than being found with, you know, a a little baggie of pot. I mean, because it's a concentrate. So that's the argument that's being made that it's so much worse than just, you know, so uh, having a little bit of pot. Um, It's just, it's a horrible To bring somebody, such an icon of this new movement back will once again, spit in the face of an average American. <laughs> I mean, Biden already did. If you listen to the speech that he gave, he said that she represents the greatest parts of America, the greatest among us. She represents that. Hoorah. And listen to this. L- listen to this take between uh, Don Lemon on CNN and Van Jones on CNN. You know, they're firing like hundreds of employees over there. Why are these two still there? These are some of the worst guys on that network. Why are they still there? Listen to this. Again, it's about humiliating the United States on the world stage. Listen to this. Carrie's right with the agenda. If I would be, I think I would be remiss if we did not mention also the importance this plays for the LGBTQ community. Yes, sir. As we've been talking about black women, this is big. So this is for the LGBTQ community. Glad releasing a statement, obviously, just I'm summarizing here that they're happy and it shows the, the um, struggles and the danger that members of the LGBT community face around the world. But when you look at what is happening with the LGBT community specifically here um, in the United States, um, what does this say? Does, what, does this bring attention to that? And it shows us, hey, look, we're all Americans. Listen, uh, Brittany Griner represents everything in this country. Uh, she's female. She's LGBTQ. She's black. And she's extraordinary. She's excellent. She's overcome. She's, a, she's an icon. She's done everything you can do in her sport and more. And yet she still wasn't safe. She was snatched off of a plane and treated like like trash. And we didn't let it stand. Uh, Americans came together. And I think that Biden uh, and Kamala Harris, uh, this is one of the things that they're going to be, I think, the most proud of. Uh, I think Americans can stand together on this one. Uh, But where we say that right now, when she comes off that plane, when she walks off that plane, when her wife hugs her, when that moment happens, that is going to be decade defining. People will remember that. And it should show us what we can do when we stand together. It can show us what we can do when we don't give up on people. No, Van, I don't think so. I don't know about you. I don't know about any of the rest of you, but I'm not going to remember that next week, let alone 10 years from now. Uh, and you want to know why CNN's ratings are in the toilet? It's because of trash like this, because of nonsensical talking points like that that are force fed to people. That's why that network is in bankruptcy. That's why that network is laying off hundreds of people. That's why that network is in the process of trying to restructure themselves and promote a different narrative to try and save their sorry asses on television. It's, this is what happens where like too many people 
walked away from television and and stopped watching what's on it because normally that kind of just represents the layer of people that entertain themselves otherwise. And when all of a sudden, like a few years went by and you, and you go back to you like, this is what happened. And y'all still watching this. It's like, holy cow, man. Um, it's, it's way worse than even I thought, because first of all, if you're dumb enough to go to Russia wearing like a Bob Marley sweatshirt with the whole rust of Rasta look, man, and dreadlocks, and they find a bunch of weed in you, bog man. She should have put it in. Actually, I wouldn't. I don't know where, to be honest, because I'm not sure. Um, um, but um, I'm just saying that not in her fucking bag like that, man, with the Rasta drugs. Oh, that's just my mother's son, man. Like, dude, I mean, I just don't understand the thing at this point. Like, was she paid to do this to be like, oh, just you? Few, few, few years in Russian prison. We're gonna get you back. It's not even a big deal. Who knows? I just I'm think sure if I what was she can, doing I there? okay, listen. Was she on vacation? I, I just, I just think like if I let's say ever flew anywhere, brought pot with me, I wouldn't act like I did very hard. You know, it's like oh, you wanna look in this bagman? Oh, what you smelling now? Huh? Those no sock smell. It's like okay, what the hell? What was the message that even if the message just you to Russia because it kind of looked like it. Fine. I, I love Rasta culture in some ways. Sure. Whatever. But I mean, it's that alone would have been like, whatever. That's a cool statement because it is an F you to oppressive Russian government culture. Sure. But if you also do have a lot of, you know, marijuana to concentrate, which I also have nothing against by itself. That's my opinion. But you put those together, man. What are you doing? If you're that dumb, then you're not worth somebody who is about to provide materials and means to annihilate a whole bunch of people. That's it. Like, what, what, what's the, what's, what's any of this that makes any sense? I, I see the part where you, when you trade a soul for another soul, even, even if you think of it like, oh, his soul is gone. He already has no soul. That man isn't, you know, nothing but a merchant of death. So you, you, you trade something evil for something that still has a chance, man. But is that what it is? Is, is that just another sale? How many layers are there? I don't understand it. Why was this? It's just, I never seen the video of her at the airport before. I just had a different perception in my mind of who this basketball player is completely. It's, it seems, it just smells like shit to me, like a setup. I don't know. What's, 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 what of it that makes America look stronger? If, if you, if you really have the balls and you're doing this out of a pure heart, have her go on national TV and, 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 and talk about remembering whoever is still left in Russia and say, Hey, listen, thank you guys for being so self-sacrificing that, you know, because of you, I'm here. Thank you. Thank you for my life. To be fair, her wife did um, do like a remembrance of uh, the Marine that's over there. Uh, okay. and, uh, apologies. I forget uh, what the Marine's name was. I don't have that in front of me. It's just a different culture over here now, man. Like what would what, what happen? Uh, is the, the... Paul, Paul Whalen was the Marine. That's it. Paul Whalen. Yeah. Over here now, man, different culture. Like it's, it's almost like they waited out till the great generations died off and, and they outlived them and implemented their, their ideas into the next generations on and on. Not that I am any, any, anything great at all, but I, I thought my grandpa's stories were great. That's exactly what they did. They had to wait until that generation that fought in the second world war. They had to wait until that generation was mostly gone until they started this nonsense. That generation wouldn't have put up with this crap. Imagine how, if all those dudes got young. 
that, you know, by by some sort of a miracle. Yeah. Well, Bruce has talked about before uh, what happened. Bruce, let, let's go back to that, because this is exactly how it would have been handled. There was a uh, I forget where you said it was, but there was a there was a county somewhere that they had some messed up elections back in the 50s. And the people in town, uh, it was like the mob or something took over the elections and, and like the, the boss hog or whatever, the, whoever the mob guy was, took over the elections and, and they were going to be running City Hall and everything else. And they rigged the whole thing. And the people, you know, a bunch of guys that came back from the war, they found out about it and they said, you're not doing this. So they went down, they unlocked the armory and they went and they handled business. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, basically what happened was, is while the men were off at war, uh, the mafia uh, came in and, and got their, their hands in. They had law enforcement, uh, local law enforcement, the, the mayor. I mean, they had all kinds of positions there and they were, they were um, extorting businesses and everything. And one of the guys uh, was a Marine and they tried to extort him. And he went to the other soldiers that just came back and got the uh, uh, Sergeant of Arms of the Armory and said, uh, open her up. And they went in and uh, basically held, essentially held the town hostage, more or less, until uh, they could get um, uh, state law enforcement there to to get the mafia guys out. So more or less that that that's kind of the the gist of the story. They they had the balls to do what needed to be done back then and did it all legally. And that's exactly what we're missing today is that kind of attitude that right there. So, all right, um, that's enough on the uh, uh, the Russian thing. Shall we move on to uh, the Twitter files, or do you have any final comments you'd like to say on the uh, uh, the Russian uh, prisoner exchange? We'll we'll just we sh- this is something we should revisit in the future to see how things develop. Yeah, in ten years maybe, right? Like Van Jones said, yeah, let's re- revisit it in ten years because apparently America is going to remember it in ten years, right? I doubt it. Uh, okay, no, I'll remember it in ten years. I'll remember how America left behind a Marine when you know. Uh, you don't leave people behind, you know, the, the saying that we had for years, it should have been, it should have been made clear that either you let go, you let the Marine go and Brittany Griner, or you're going to get a hellfire to in your lap. I mean, that's the kind of shotgun diplomacy I expect from our government, but we haven't had that for how many years now, probably since I've been politically towards aware. The people, they, they do that. They have that towards, towards their citizens. The, the attitude is pretty shotgun when it comes to. Anyhow, Twitter files. Yeah, we're, we're Americans. We invented shotgun diplomacy, right? I mean, that's just how it is. And the shotgun. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and the shotgun. <laughs> the blunderbuss. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, the Twitter files. Uh, let's let's get over to the Twitter files. You know, Musk is is dropping these things. Uh, the fifth one is being dropped as we speak. So the first one was about uh, elections and, and all of that. And then this one, of course, was they're under the, the banning of Trump now and how that happened. And you know, I I'm seeing a lot of uh, a lot of references and, and a lot of uh, points to like Jack Dorsey and uh, as a matter of fact, Dorsey actually said earlier this week he tweeted Musk and he said you need to release it all and you need to do it now. That leads me to believe that Dorsey was actually being leaned on, uh, and we had suspected that from before. We got to look at some of their uh, their internal meetings, shall we say? Uh, some insiders at Twitter recorded that. And some of the things in, uh, that Jack Dorsey was saying, and we're looking at it, we're like, he doesn't seem like he's saying that on his own. That doesn't seem like that's him at all. He's been leaned on by somebody. And now we're starting to understand just a little bit as to what's going on in there. We have our own suspicions. We don't know for sure just yet. 
because everything's pointing to Yol Roth. He was the head of the uh, the safety and and all that the safety and trust board or whatever it was. Okay, all right, fine. All right, there's plenty of blame to go there. Yeah, I can see that. But here's my question: Who was leaning on Roth? That's what I want to know. Musk is releasing these. Uh, Musk and, and Barry Weiss are releasing these uh, these screenshots of these internal memos, and they're redacted. I- I'm sorry. Our political, our constitutional, our democratic rights were violated. Our free speech was violated by this company and the people within that company. I want to know who all was involved. I don't want to see redacted names. I want to know why that name's redacted. That's what I want to know. Who's he talking to? Who's telling him how things are going to be? That's what I want to know. Who's telling Roth that? When you look at the conversation, it seems pretty clear as to who that is. Now, That's not to say that we know exactly who it is, but it looks, at least from our perspective, and it was my suspicion, that it was somebody within the intelligence community itself. And that seems to be the case. At least that's what we're surmising at the moment based on the conversation, looking at it uh, and looking at the way that things are being said back and forth to each other between Roth and whoever this is. And that's the only reason I could think that it could possibly be uh, censored like that is it's somebody within the intelligence community itself or within the Department of Justice, most notably the FBI, which would make perfect sense. That's my first problem with all of this. Okay, that's my first problem, because I want to know. I don't give a damn if it's the FBI. I don't care if it's if it's somebody in the Obama administration. I don't care if it's Kamala Harris herself. I don't care. I don't care if it's Joe Biden sitting there typing on his phone or whatever it is while he's eating his pudding. I want to know who that redacted person is and who they work for and for what purpose. That's what I want to know. The second thing that bothers me about this is how they're able to release all of this information. And let me explain. This deal with Musk buying Twitter, this wasn't an overnight deal. This is something that was dragging on for, what was it, Bruce? About a month and a half, two months, something like that. Hell, I think it was even longer than that. I think it was longer than that. Middle of summer, I think, is when they started all of this. You know, that's when the talks started. And then there was arguments and there was court cases and, and court rulings on can he buy this? Can he not buy this? And all of these people were still at Twitter. The deal was finalized and Musk didn't go in there the next day. He, he waited like a week, something like that, before he actually went in there. When he went walking in with the sink. Yeah, let that sink in. Here's what I want to know. Actually, that was the day. I'm pretty sure that was the day before it was official that he did that post. But oh, he didn't that start releasing this stuff. Yeah, yeah, but he, he didn't, didn't start releasing but, it until... Yeah, and, and the purges, as in like the firings and stuff, that didn't start happening until like a week later. You know, p- people were still kind of, oh, should we stay here? Should we leave? You know, what, maybe what's he going to do kind of thing? And he didn't start firing the staff until about uh, a week after that. So here's my question. The talk, what once, once it was even rumored that this guy was going to start finalizing this deal, as in the day the court ruled, yes, he can buy the company... Or, or majority stake in it, rather. So he's the majority shareholder. Why was there not a late night shredding session? Why did you not see a smokestack coming off this place and then burning internal documents? Why was all of this stuff left behind by Roth and, and the rest of these people? Why was that left there? That doesn't make any sense. If I'm committing crimes against, I, like, I, do you even call this treason? What, what do you even call this? I, I'm not sure what you can call this. I would say if it, if there's something uh, such as treason that can be charged here, it would be above that because here's the kicker. Here's the kicker. The reason I say it's more than that is because of this. A question was asked to Musk. Is it? Let me get the exact quote. One sec. Just bear with me, please. Hold on. I got to get it right. The question to Musk was this. 
So here's a question for Elon Musk and Barry Weiss. Were any political candidates, either in the United States or elsewhere, subjected to shadow banning while they were running for office or seeking re-election? Musk replied, yes. You mean that they've been meddling in elections in other countries? That's something that we had theorized about. That's something that we kind of suspected. Pulling down tweets, shadow banning, throttling. Hell, that's happened to Marty time and again. These algorithms, they, they hit people in other countries. How much of this has actually been used to scientifically engineer a certain way of thinking by the populace in these other countries that affect the outcome of the elections? Are any of these governments, and I use that term very loosely, are any of these governments actually elected of, for, and by the people? I'm just asking. I don't think so, man, at all. And and I think that within reason, you know, outside of like world ending events and, and, and speech that is outright aimed to mislead somebody so their health would go down, I think that censorship of speech leads to violence. I think when you silence anyone for any reason, that is, it's, it's not the speech that is equals violence, which is, is what they're trying to say now, you know, speech equals violence. I, I think it's any censorship of speech equals violence because in the short term, there's a reason for it and, and it's never a good reason. And, and in the long term, it will cause hurt because the truth comes out. So what they're doing is beyond criminal. What they're doing is they're, I think, legally sh should, should be associated with whatever negative consequences are deemed as an outcome of this or even perceived as deemed or, or just for the point of it. Now, here's, a, here's another question. If it comes out, and I'm pretty sure that it will, if it comes out that we've got members of the intelligence apparatus influencing and pushing and pushing the levers of control behind what was going on at Twitter, do you think that we're going to have just a little bit of a problem with that? Now, let me let me put this in another context. Let, let me just put this in another context, okay? And and I'm I'm talking to more than just Americans here. I'm talking to people in other countries because this has affected the outcome in your countries as well. At least it's being cleaned up at the moment, but this has affected the the paths that your countries have taken. So you're just as much involved in this as the Americans are, and rightfully so. But let me put this in a different context, all right? So let's say for just the sake of argument, we know that this isn't the case, but let's just put this shoe on the other foot just to get perspective. Let's say that Twitter is not an American company for the moment, okay? Let's say that Twitter is a Russian company, right? I mean, we know it's not, but let's just say that it is. And everybody around the world was using it, okay? Kind of like the, the WeChat thing, right? The Chinese use or TikTok or whatever. Let's just say that that's the case. Let's say that Twitter's a Russian company just for a moment. And we found out that about a thousand KGB agents were in there running the thing. Do you think we'd have a little bit of a problem with that? Do you think the Russian people would have a little bit of a problem with that? I think so. Pavel, what do you think, if that were the case? Of course, man. The, the, I told you about the news reporters that, that you know, <laughs> fortified themselves in on top of a burning skyscraper. Just, just because the people have been, Americans enjoyed freedom of speech and then the perception of, at least of the freedom of speech. And now that it's being taken away, they're starting to understand maybe the value of it. Um, I think that what happened in a lot of countries and what I've seen in, 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 in my old country is the military. Eventually people get so sick. The military just, it's, it's like martial arts, just the government becomes not void. It's, it's non-function. The military takes over until a new election happens. I mean, I'm, am I afraid that that's going to happen in America? I'm afraid that it, some sort of takeover is not going to happen before bloodshed happens. Nobody wants to see a bloody revolution. Nobody wants to see 
themselves and their families suffering either. It's just that the problem is what happens when all the lies come out. And here we are. It's the the the, the little the little house is collapsing. The the fear is that how much of a foundation in the basement there really is. The problem is is with having with people that have a lot of money and very little dignity is is you'll be surprised how ingenious their ways can be. Um, fear might be a better driver than than you know love or or other feelings. And who should be really more in fear right now? I mean, did the Bidens just blow more fire into the war? I think they did. Um, did from but from both sides. And and the funny thing is, it's like three three sides all at once. Like they're helping Russia have more weapons and better connections in any way. Um, they're they're boosting Russians' morale in 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 a lot of ways. They're also I know that media will be used by the the, the administration to to, to um, promote this basketball player as a role model. So that's that's another really big hit. And the the biggest thing is is they're flex they're showing the control how it can happen all in front of your eyes. It's like the scary part is watching people that believe it completely now and and almost like you feel feel singled out. I mean, I like I said, I feel bad for anyone. I really do, even if they're not in a really bad situation. I just don't see a duck that quacks and walks like one. And even if the whole world around me tells me that it is a duck, I know that there's there's ways to perceive to to persuade somebody how small the world is and, and make them feel that there's no people that agree with you out there. I call things that not necessarily make sense, things that are just like like a two-year-old would call, you know, the naked king. It's the, the whole point was everybody knew the truth. It's just, it was so obvious that it, it, they knew a child wouldn't make it up. Symbology is such an important part of human existence and they're using all the bright symbols to disintegrate a healthy society. It's not that some symbols shouldn't exist out there bad. It's just that you shouldn't overrepresent anything. In terms of all the nonsense that we've seen on Twitter over the years, um, shadow banning, they're still shadow banning, by the way. Uh, I was reading earlier, Musk is shadow banning the um, flight tracker. Uh, he's, he's shadow banned them because he's had so much uh, problems with that in the past. So he's, he's shadow banned them. To be fair, that one I can understand as a security concern. If I were a billionaire, I wouldn't want my aircraft tracked by this uh, either. Uh, but I want to know how deep does it go? Uh, we already know government was involved. Uh, the as you said, uh, Pasaki said, "Yeah, we're we're working with Twitter directly." Uh, it was social media in general, though, because Facebook. It was admitted by I think it was Zuckerberg admitted to it that they had meetings with federal agents. Uh, I think it was on a, the Joe Rogan Experience or whatever he calls his show uh, interview there. He talked about how, yeah, we were involved with the feds. Yeah, we, we, we shadow ban people. Yeah, we, we throttle content just the same as all the others. And then the, uh, the other, the, the Twitter dumps that we've seen, the Twitter files uh, that are being released, they were having uh, meetings, literal meetings with federal agents uh, on what they should and shouldn't do uh, or who they should ban and who they shouldn't ban. So I want to know how high does this go? Is this just our, our unelected bureaucrats that are doing this? Is this, is this the deep state or is this to uh, the top or, or that's, that's it. Is it, is it go all the way up to the actual white house as well? Not well, to that, say that Biden is coherent enough to, to, yeah, you know, that, but to, 
to answer your question, does it go to the White House? Well, let's take a look. This is a comparison. This is KJP, Karine Jean-Pierre, a couple of days ago. And then, of course, Jen Psaki from last year about social media. Twitter, uh, Elon Musk uh, this week fired uh, former FBI general counsel Jim Baker, who was serving as a top Twitter lawyer. Um, Musk alleges that he may have been involved with uh, countermanding his attempts at transparency. Um, and I was wondering if anyone in the Biden administration was in touch with Baker, either regarding moderation decisions that critics call political censorship or regarding uh, his transparency efforts recently. So it's up to private companies uh, to make these types of decisions. We were not involved. I can say that. We were not involved. Thanks, Jen. Uh, can you talk a little bit more about this uh, request for tech companies to be more aggressive in policing misinformation? Has the administration been in touch with any of these companies? And are there any actions that the federal government can take to ensure their cooperation? Because we've seen from the start there's not a lot of action on some of these platforms. Sure. Uh, well, first, we are in regular touch uh, with these social media platforms. Uh, and those uh, engagements typically happen through members of our senior staff, but also members of our COVID-19 team. Uh, given, as Dr. Murthy uh, conveyed, uh, this is a big issue of misinformation, specifically on the pandemic. In terms of actions, Alex, that uh, we have taken or we're working to take, I should say, from the federal government, uh, we've increased uh, disinformation research and tracking uh, within the Surgeon General's office. We're flagging problematic posts for Facebook uh, that spread disinformation. So we've got people within our senior staff that are coordinating with tech companies to make sure that the right posts are being censored. Can I honestly say just quick, just watching Jen Psaki's, you know, eyes or face. I hope I said her name right. Um, as she was saying all that, she to me looks like like somebody who's saying something that she, she knows she might get burnt for a lady, like literally at a stake. She just looks like she knows she's going to hell for doing whatever she's That's doing. That's why she left. That's why she left. Yeah. That's why she's a host on MSNBC now. If you listen to what Corrine Jean-Pierre said, she denied that the White House was in interactions with, uh, was it Jen Baker? Is that what his name is? The lawyer. Yeah, the FBI. Uh, well, <laughs> the FBI. The FBI. Uh, she, she said that, no, we're not in direct contact with them. Notice the wordage that Kareen was asked in a, it, basically what I'm getting at is it's plausible deniability. They basically said, uh, no, we're not in direct contact with them. And that may be true. That may actually be true. The White House may not be in direct contact with them. It could be the bureaucracy that is. It could be, you know, someone from the FBI or the CIA or the, you know, one of the branches. So the White House technically uh, isn't involved, technically. But all those departments are directly under the White House, so they are involved. That, that's what it boils down to, is if any of these departments that are on the executive branch are involved, that means the White House is involved, because the White House um, should know exactly what's going on um, with all the, the other departments. Um, yeah, they're, they're involved. That, that's just what it boils down to. They're involved. Uh, this is the same intelligence agencies. These are the same alphabet groups that were staging, you know, the, the kidnapping of uh, Gretchen Whitmer. They staged a bunch of the stuff that went on with uh, January 6th. It, it's the same ones. They've gotten away with it for so long now that that's probably why they weren't burning all the documents right there is because they were arrogant. 
they 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 thought they could get away with all of this. It's possible. You know, I did hear that Musk didn't purchase a social media company, he purchased a crime scene. And he really did. That's not the only thing that they've been involved with. They were also involved with the Ferguson riots. You remember Ferguson, Missouri? I yeah. do, yeah. They were involved mm-hmm. with Ferguson. They were also involved with, uh, with well, at least not that Assistant Director uh, Sandberg can, you know, because she, she can't answer that question uh, with Ray Apps, you know, the January yeah. 6th thing. Yeah. She she can't answer mm-hmm. that. Yeah, she, she couldn't answer that question. And then, of course, who can forget uh, the Rodney Rosenberry? You remember the guy that was going to blow up the Library of Congress? Do you remember that? Yeah. 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 What happened to him? What happened to that? That's a good question. That is a really good question. What happened to him? He was plastered all over the news for about, oh, I don't know, three hours. And then that disappeared once he got taken into custody. Why wasn't he used as a, uh, you know, as a as a poster boy, for example, because he was probably a fed. He was probably the Ray Epps of his time. Why haven't we heard more about the bombing the attempt bombers. that happened at the yes. RNC and DNC? <laughs> we haven't heard time. anything more on that with, <laughs> with the, the egg, egg timers. Time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, it, it's it all looks really, really scuffed. No, or excuse me, uh, that's a um, uh, nerd term. Uh, it all looks messed up. This is all looks fishy. This is all I, I don't see how people aren't are, aren't crying out at this and, and like. We just had the midterms and I'm I'm like, how is nobody how is nobody becoming more activated? How are they not more involved in politics? Now, I have heard that there has been a lot of small town stuff that was won by not just conservative minded people, but people that are for the Constitution, you know, those types of people. I hesitate saying conservative now because conservative is being marked as Republican and Republicans are garbage. And I mean, I mean the Republican leadership, not necessarily the people, though some of the people are, but um, I, I mean the leadership. It's just, this is all, this is all disgusting. I'm ashamed of our country for being involved in this kind of stuff. And at the same time, I'm aware that nobody's going to hang for this. Well, here's the thing. Right now, Musk is saying that his pronouns are prosecute Fauci. That's what's being said now. Uh, And we kind of we were thinking uh, we were speaking privately. I believe it was on Friday. I said, we need to see what happened with the censorship and the banning of people that disagreed with the Fauci narrative and the World Health Organization. We need to see that. And that's coming. That is coming. That's in the process of being compiled and put together right now. What do we hope to see with this one? At least at the very least, right? I mean, obviously heads are not going to roll, but at the very least with exposure, what do we need to see? What do we expect to see? Rather, we know what we need to see. What do we expect to see with this? I, I expect to see Dorsey and, and Roth and, and everybody. I, I expect to see the same crowd of people then along with the FBI working to, to shut everybody down. Yeah, I, I think you're going to see more too. You're going to see like Burks and Fauci. Uh, they're they're going to have like or at least their aides are going to have uh, direct interactions with them. Well, Fauci's uh, daughter. What's Fauci's daughter yeah. was working as a contractor for Twitter at the time. So, yeah. you know, we're probably going to see that name because yeah. Fauci's and already then, getting uh, ahead of the narrative. He's saying that the worst trolls of all kinds are, are attacking me and my family. Yeah. And uh, what was the uh, what was the guys, the head of the NIH? Uh, what was his name? Collins. Francis Collins. Collins. Francis. We'll see him. Uh, he'll show up uh, in that. Uh, honestly, well, and we're going to see a lot of the White House, I think. I think there's going to be a lot of White House involvement, a lot of Well, the, Saki said it. Um, she said it. Yeah. They were working directly with them at the time. And we saw the, yeah. the, uh, the internal emails through the FOIA request between Fauci and Zuckerberg personally. Yep. 
So I, I think we're going to see a lot of that going on. Um, what do I expect to happen? Well, I expect these people to hang for this stuff. I mean, this is a violation of our constitutional rights. Um, this is, I mean, when it comes down to uh, the, the, the COVID narrative and all of that, you, you were forced by coercion, by the, the narrative and everything, the perception. Uh, this was handed down from the government. You were forced into taking a vaccine that was an experimental drug. It had not been tested yet. It had no previous vaccine with the same technology had ever been manufactured. Now we're seeing millions of people that have been injured by this. Millions. You heard me right. And these people need to hang for that. Um, you know, there's a lot of people that took the vaccine that weren't injured. Um, but at the same time, we don't know what kind of side effects long term this is going to have or if it's going to have any. I mean, maybe maybe within like seven years or so, you know, the, the whole cycle that your body goes through of, of regenerating new cells and everything. Maybe when that happens, maybe it's worked out of the system by then and maybe you're fine. Maybe you're not. We don't know. Uh, this is all new to us. Um, but these people should be tried for this. This is unacceptable. This should never happen again. That's why we have to go after this. We have to set the precedent and we have to make it clear. Never again. We're never going to have this again and not uh, not allow it. And if we don't, if we don't crack down on this, if we don't go after these people, if we don't get the freedom of speech enshrined again, if we don't get that, they're just going to do it again. It's basically saying it's sanctioning them, saying, yeah, go for it. Yeah. You want to do it again? You want to you want to do it on climate change or, or whatever? Go for it. And they're going to do it. This whole global group, it's this lies is so much bigger than, you know, just the United States. It's it's as big as Corona. You know, corruption is not just a one way street. If someone's corrupt and they are on top positions in the world and, and by corrupt, I mean morally, if you have power and no one tells you to, to make horrible decisions for other people. That's that's self-corruption. This this embarrassment goes as far as controlling freedom of speech, as far as experimenting on people without their knowledge, as far as killing people by forcibly, objectively, forcibly having them take medications that is... I don't think that... I, don't, I think Corona vaccine... I, I, here's the thing about it. I don't think it was... Just not known that this is going to might cause harm. I think it was specifically manufactured in mind that this will hurt people. This will generate money. This I think all of it was will with mal intentions. It, it, it's further than greed. It's further than corruption. It's a global gift to the generations of almost like specific families. So here you will receive people dumbed down for the next 300 years. Enjoy. I, I want to interject just real quick and and kind of expound expand upon what you just said with the um, uh, you think this was malintent. You thought you, I if you look at this, if this was greed alone, if they were only doing this for money, you know, damn well, they wouldn't be pushing a drug that would had so many side effects to it. So many you know injuries that that are happening. They wouldn't push that because so many lawsuits uh, later they're not going to be profitable anymore. You have millions of these lawsuits go in. They just lost their profits if, if these lawsuits continue or their businesses get shut down or they go to prison, you know, things like that. So if this was greed alone, um, you, you wouldn't have seen this kind of a push. They would have been pushing other things. They would have been pushing like remdesivir or they would have captured the market of like 
uh, creating um, uh, vitamins and stuff. And then they would have pushed that and used these new supplements, these super vitamins that we just created. And, it, you know, it's just that's what they're buying uh, now. normal vitamins with. Right. That's what they're doing now. So that, I think, is more of a greed thing. This thing with the, the vaccine push and everything, they knew from the get go. They knew from the experiments that this was damaging human life, that this was killing people. They knew in the experimentation phase. This didn't even make it to human trials uh, six consecutive times. On the seventh, it made it to human trials and failed. So they knew this was bad. And then uh, this time they, they just got it right all of a sudden. No. Uh, I, so I agree. This is very difficult to imagine as just being greed. It's an existential crisis. You like it's it all it's all all in all in is one and one is all man it goes back to personal unhappiness to to seeing the end of your life knowing that you're leaving nothing because you feel like you have nothing inside money we are forced to perceive money as the pinnacle of achievement when you have a lot of money and you realize that you have achieved nothing as in with personal you know peace of mind you do crazy things. There's there's no other way around it. It's an all or nothing gabbit. I think it go. It's it's a sacrifice to the devil. It really is. It's it's a win win. Either we're you know basically gonna sell our souls, or well, we're leaving our kids a, a much dumber, easier to rule, more hurt, malleable um, population. When 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 you when when you are facing the end, and you think it really is the end, man, you're gonna do. Whatever the next thing that comes to mind, the worst of it will come out when, like I said, fear. There's, there's no, no more ultimate fear than for, for a narcissist, an idea of never existing again is hell, whether there is hell or not. So you tend to leave the bloodiest print ever, almost as a, as a cruel F you back to life to not being good enough to keep me in it forever. There's reason goes out of the window. It's nothing but malice, whether it's intended malice for everyone or intended malice for most with hope for good for others, you know, for, for their kids, whatnot. It's it's inhuman. It's what it is. And if you look at what these people are doing now is in like the uh, the Noah Harari types, what is their stated goal to become immortal? They're going to try and become the new uh, gods merged with AI. That's their stated goal. That's their intention. There was an article out today. Uh, they were predicting that by 2100, humans are going to be immortal uh, because of merging with machine. We'll be able to we'll have cybernetics and, and, you know, biological augmentations that will basically stop aging and and will be at least immortal from the sense of aging um, and have synthetic organs or organs that are augmented or, you know, things like that. That's that's what they're predicting. We're getting close right, to that. Yeah. I, got eight, I got 80 years in me. I'm, I, I, I hope, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty arrogant when it comes to health, but I hope I have, you know, I'll live to 115, whatever. If we can, that, no, that's an interesting point. If we can actually, if we can do this in a, in a manner where it's done properly, and let's be honest, I mean, there's like a one in a hundred chance that that would even happen. But just for the sake of argument for a moment, let's just say that we would do this properly. If this could be done properly, you could literally, if you're under the age of 50 now, you have a real shot to living to 150 or 300 if it's done properly. Uh, actually, actually, even longer than that. Some of what the futurists are predicting, some of these uh, people that are in this world, they're predicting if you're under 50 and you can stay in good shape, uh, keep your health, you may be immortal. 
at least so, from an age sense. So this is the time. This is the time to really, really, that's really toughen up and kill off in everyone and, and let everybody in know they have no chance to get them sick, kill them off, do whatever. Yeah. Yep. Because this is the takeover of the immortals versus the slave cast. Yeah, that's <laughs> basically. Uh, so uh, what the futurists are saying is that technology in the medical world is advancing at this point so rapidly we're right on the cusp of solving a lot of problems uh w- with uh human um uh well really uh, the the we know what's causing aging as an example we know what mechanism flips we're just figuring out how to reverse that and just on that note if we could figure out how to reverse it um i mean that there, there, right there you've yeah, just stopped that. aging that's so, it. Yeah. Tw- so that's that's why all this awesome tech started disappearing 10, 20 yeah. years ago when 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 adults in our minds, you know, were getting that idea that maybe it's it's even them. Most of them are still here, I think, or at least, you know, some of them are. It's the, the race never, never ended. It's just that people what that are, are in power and are realizing that they're trying to put their put their their people in the future. Exactly. They're trying to keep it for themselves and pull the ladder up for everybody else. That's exactly it. Um, last couple of minutes here, Pavel. Final words. We always give our guests the uh, the final thought. I appreciate it. Um, I'm I'm not gonna lie. I I find great strength and 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 love of life realizing that that my people my age have the responsibility to deliver peace and immortality for future generations, if not ourselves, and or at least have that not taken away from them. And and if anyone's ever been looking for a reason to live, to be healthy, to change your lifestyle, to hope that, you know, you might see stars one day, that that hope might be reasonable, might be achievable. So so for all those with, who gave up because they thought that they would never see things that they really want to see, well, maybe you still have a chance. Maybe that's why all these crazy things are happening. That's why nothing makes sense. It's It's just... We really are at a cast of something beautiful or something that that is tremendously sad if it is lost. It is human tendency to ruin things for 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 you know themselves, for yourself and others. Our species basically legacy is at stake. The existential existence of all humanity is at stake. If we if we do become immortal, make sure it's the right people. Start seeing the time you're living in as by itself, the time where all people prior and after, I think, would say, definitely at least agree that it's an interesting time. Start really dreaming big because with personal responsibility, you may have options that you would never thought. And I'm not saying that I believe I'm going to live forever. I'm saying I might have a chance to live heck of a lot longer than I thought I would 10 years ago. So, hey, maybe, you know, maybe hitting 40 in not too long is is actually like the lot, you know, really like... 18, 15, 10, who knows? Who knows some of how many years we all have, have ahead. And if you're old enough to know that b- bad things go away and um, most good things do as well go away, but there are some good things you can always keep in your mind, in, in your body and, and bad things, well, we tend to heal a lot more than we thought we could. So man, in, in all this hell, I'm starting to see hope in it. It's well said, sir. We'll see you next week, yes? 
Absolutely. It's always a pleasure, guys. Thank you. You're very welcome, man. We'll look forward to having you back next week. For those of you who'd like to send us some feedback, please do so anytime by sending us an email at dynamicpodcast at protonmail.com. Also, do you like the podcast you're listening to? We do love having you as a listener, and we would ask you to pass this along to five friends. You know someone you're trying to wake up and get them to think on their own? We'd appreciate it very much if you would send them our direction. It's been a pleasure, gentlemen. Thank you both for being here this evening. Thank you to all of the listeners. Everyone have a great evening. Thank you.